0: Hi, this is craig and welcome to this episode of leaders with craig miller this is the podcast where we speak with leaders and discuss real life challenges and practices to becoming more effective at work and in life in keeping with the feedback that i continue to get about the podcast i have decided to launch today's episode just craig talking about experience working with clients around the world the theme of the conversation today Is dealing with conflict, is what is my relationship with conflict? And I really hope that you find this episode to be relevant and valuable. I have shared stories about in my own life and my clients' lives, what they're seeing, what the relationship is, what is conflict, and then certainly some very specific and tangible practices that I have seen developed over these years that allow you to actually jump into the practice. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to today's episode, where I am sharing another distinction, another area that I see in my work constantly, and uh, one that's pretty near to my work as well, by the way, so I'll be sharing some personal examples. The theme is what I'm calling dealing with conflict, and I want to talk first about what do I mean by conflict. So. As I reflected, I think it's situations and ultimately conversations that are uncomfortable and uncertain. And one of the things that I see so often in the world that I work in are leaders who are building entire strategies uh, to avoid some of these difficult conversations, difficult situations, and avoid the uncomfortableness and the uncertainty. And what I thought we could explore today on the episode is why does this happen? Why is this a challenge when we take a deeper look at what is it producing? What are some of the shadows of this? And certainly as always, what can I practice if I want to change the way that I work with and in conflict to get us started? I, uh, have a story to tell that I think is a great example. Years and years ago, here in Madrid, my wife and I went to a grocery, a grocery store and parked in an outdoor parking structure and it was a busy weekend day and there were no spaces to be found. We'd been kind of circling for a while and finally saw a space. And unfortunately, there was an SUV that was parked in its own space and then about a third of the one that we were seeing and, you know, both of us immediately got angry at the entitlement and the unfairness. And as we're sort of getting angry and figuring out if we can fit in that two thirds of a space, lo and behold, out comes this couple with their shopping cart. And clearly in about a second, we see it's the people that own that car that had parked like that. So my wife being my wife, uh, says, I'm going to get out and talk to them. Ava is someone who I wouldn't say seeks out conflict at all that's not what she does. However, her relationship with conflict, I would call much healthier than mine. She's definitely more comfortable with it than I am. And I would even go on to say there are times when she's enjoyed, in quotes, a good fight. And I've never really reached that level. And so I remember vividly her saying, I'm going to get out and talk to these guys. And I I think I sunk in my chair for real. Like the sense that I have is, Oh, please let this be over fast. And let me go into the grocery store. I don't want to be here right now. So I don't even remember if what happened with that conversation, but I I did want to share the story because it's a very different relationship with conflict. And I always come back to that as a way to remember, this is what it feels like. And it, and it does feel like something. So any of the listeners today that have a hard time with conflict will know what I mean when I say you can literally start to sweat you can feel a pit in your stomach you can sense I don't want to be here I want things to be um, calm again that's what I mean by conflict so I did some work and thought about many of my coaching conversations and, and sort of asked the question so why is it such a challenge for some of us and I think the first thing always is fear. We are afraid of being misinterpreted. We're afraid of being not accepted, not liked. And if I take it to the extreme, at least for me, and I think many of my clients, if I listen to them, it's ultimately being ostracized being sent out of the village, not belonging, and even losing a sense of power, albeit false power, but certainly losing that sense of power. So fear, consistently points to the loss of something and I think one of the first challenges for those of us who are avoiding conflict is based in fear we are afraid of things of of that balance being upset for many of us having a sense of harmony that feeling that everything is okay is actually more important than dealing with conversations which do need to happen So I don't think it's that we don't see that the conversation needs to happen. We see it. It's just, it puts in danger, this sense of harmony. And so we constantly and consistently choose harmony. So for instance, like saying no to something would be an example and, and the ability to say, no, I'm I'm actually not going to do that. Or sharing that there's a trust issue with my boss, with a team member, with a peer confronting a behavior that's not fair, like my example in the the grocery store. But how many times are we at work where we as the leader need to confront that something is happening that is inconsistent with what we've decided as a team around our values, as an example. And yet, if I'm a conflict avoider, I really am not going to have that conversation easily and will often avoid it, which of course can lead to the team that is living the behavior questioning my leadership and questioning our values and ultimately questioning the trust that they have in me, in the organization, in the team, et cetera. Another pitfall um, that I see is that if I avoid tough conversations with my team, I unfortunately may end up just doing the work myself. So per a previous podcast and conversations that we've had, this concept of working in or on the business, I think this is another place where many of us get sucked back into the business when we know we should be working more on the business. And that's because if I'm avoiding tough conversations that uh, someone who in my first line is not picking up their part or the quality that they're doing is not to my standard, these are conversations that are really tough to have. I feel like I'm going to offend them. I feel like they're gonna leave the team. The sense of harmony could go away and so what i end up doing is i end up just doing the work myself or sometimes what i end up doing is giving it to that one person that does get me and doesn't seem to have any conflict and of course then that overloads them or me and so these are some of the things that i think answer the question why is it hard for many of us and yet if we keep going if we take a take a look a little bit deeper here are some reflections that i have put together Those of us who avoid conflict in difficult situations often end up facing our worst nightmare. This is a bit of the irony. The reason that we are staying away from the conflict is because we believe if we can keep things harmonized and okay, then we will succeed and we won't let anyone down. And yet, if we don't have the ability to take on the conflict, to say no, to share what we see, even if it's not easy to do, the end result is that the team, the business, the project will fail oftentimes, and we will let other people down. It's something that when you step up above, I often talk about the balcony. Can you go up to the balcony and take a look at what's really happening? This is what I find quite ironic, is that in many ways the whole reason that we're trying to keep things balanced and and harmonized is to avoid what is actually being created by not having the courage to have a tough conversation, to take on some conflict. Another observation that I would bring is that human behavior and interaction is simply messy. A lot of the time, it just is. We'd like everything to be black and white and perfect. And my experience is that's not how things work with human beings. And it requires when we're working with human beings, that we see and have missing conversations. And oftentimes those missing conversations are the scary ones that we're avoiding and we don't know where they're gonna go. One of the fears when I'm working with clients that they often bring up in the confidence in the safe coaching space is what if I have the courage to finally bring this conversation to this person, which I don't really want to do, but I see that I need to. What if I have the courage to bring the conversation and then things get worse than they are right now, which is a great question. And unfortunately doesn't have an answer. I guess the answer is it might, and it might not. And a question I would always bring as a coach is, and what's the cost if you don't have the conversation and let's take a look. The irony in all of this, of course, as well, is that if i'm not practiced at saying no and when i say saying no i want to make a distinction here i don't mean that my boss comes and says i need you to work on this and my answer is no in you know like like a child who's saying no to their parent you can say no in a way that still says i care about taking care of you i'm committed to this role to this business to this organization and what you're asking me to have ready on Tuesday, I cannot have ready until Friday. That's called making a counteroffer in a very simple format. Obviously, there are counteroffers that, that are much more complex. What's interesting is that if I'm not good at that practice, it almost always leads to overwhelm. Overwhelm is taking on more, committing to outcomes that are greater than the capacity that I have to produce. That's where overwhelm comes from. And it becomes a mood. The mood of overwhelm which most people that i work with who have a hard time with conflict know the mood of overwhelm really well and it's a horrible place to be where it feels like i'm never going to get out of this place that i'm stuck i don't even see the ability to ask for help or to get people to come next to me and and work with me and so the the thing that's so interesting is by not being able to say no, by not being able to have a conflictive situation conversation, the end of this is that I often end up in a place that was exactly where I didn't wanna end up and why I'm avoiding some of the conversations. So if we flip this around as one last, one, one last exploration, what I do find is that conflict, when it's handled in a positive way, when we bring good listening, when we have the courage to really step in, here's here's what's so interesting. It actually builds innovation, trust, and creativity on the team and in the organization. So to, to be able to realize that by not allowing my team or myself to enter into positive conflict, I think the best way that I would describe the difference is conflict can be personal or content. When it's about content, I would consider that to be very healthy. I actually encourage teams that I work with to have content conflict, disagree with each other, have a debate, bring even passion. It's not personal. That's where I think it gets unhealthy. So to realize that if I'm the leader of a team and I'm not able To sustain conflict I may be keeping the team from bringing all of their creativity all of our innovation and certainly I may not be building as much trust with me and with the team as is possible if I were able to sustain more of these conflictive conversations so then that leads to what I would say is the next question that i would be asked if we were in a coaching situation which was okay craig so how do i i get it i get where the challenge comes from i agree with it how can i practice how can i build the muscle and i think one of the most uh, specific and tangible places to start is this idea of saying no so where i would always invite my client is go find situations in the next few weeks where you can literally say no, make the counteroffer. For some of my clients what this means is having a conversation with their customer internal first and letting them know this is what I'm practicing. That is an act of vulnerability. Interestingly, the courage to say I'm not perfect. I'm working on getting better. I realize that I often avoid saying no because I don't want to let you down. And yet by saying yes to everything, I eventually am letting you down. And by the way, suffering greatly in the process. So I'm going to be practicing pushing back a little bit and it doesn't mean that I'm less committed. It's actually the opposite. So on a personal level, I'll just share for years. I've had in my, a file on my computer. The title of the file is saying no. And each time I say no to something, And these are real things. These are saying no to clients asking me to do something that's not fully aligned with my values or clients asking me to be in a certain place that doesn't work for my commitment to my family. I'm giving examples. These are tough no's. I write them down every time and celebrate them in silence, just me. But my list is long. And this is a practice that's been going on for about 10 years. And I will share, it doesn't actually get that much easier for me. I wouldn't say that that sense of dread and of fear is gone it's not it's just that i'm able to do it in the fear i notice the fear i notice the uncomfortable feeling and i still say no and then i just pay attention to what actually gets produced and since it is always positive at least for me i keep going Another practice that I think is interesting is stay with the conflict a bit longer and notice what happens. So when you notice that there is a conversation around you that feels conflictive, notice that your reaction, your immediate automatic response would be to change the subject or declare it's time to move on in the agenda or try to play the, the, the middle person and, and, and create some peace Actually what I'm recommending and what I'm inviting is, nope, stay with the conflict a little longer and, and see what happens for you and for others. Pay attention as well to the question, what do I really have to lose here? So beyond the emotion of fear, noticing that there's fear, almost get cerebral about it. A question I love to ask is, okay, so I notice the fear. There's something that can be lost. What is it exactly? Am I really going to lose everything if I say no? If I have a conversation with a direct report and let them know that their behavior is not up to the standard that we've agreed to, as an example, what do I really have to lose here? Let's take a look at that. Another idea would be give someone on your team. And I would say eventually you could work up to giving your boss feedback, but give someone on your team constructive feedback. So those of us that have a harder time with conflict, oftentimes it's very easy for us to say, what I appreciate about you is X. The hard part is I would appreciate you even more if fill in the blank. That's often more difficult. So play there for a little while. See what happens when you give someone on your team some feedback about what they could be doing better. What's always really interesting is that in my 360 process, when I'm coaching leaders, I will often talk to their direct reports. And I specifically ask this question, how does the leader deal with conflict? And what I often hear when the boss is someone who's avoiding conflict is the direct report saying to me, I have a really hard time because I don't know where I stand. I hear the things I'm doing well, but I desperately need to know what can I get better at. And I need to be able to trust that my boss is truly sharing with me what they see, because that's how I learn. And that's how I grow. The last piece that I see here in terms of, you know, what can I practice tomorrow is as always start small, please. So, I think this excerpt is in my book. I tell the story about a client I worked with years and years ago, who as a practice in this kind of conversation, what they did is they decided that the next time that they were going to a restaurant, this was in the United States for lunch and ordering a sandwich. Traditionally, this person had ordered no mustard. They didn't like mustard. And mustard is an automatic on most sandwiches in the United States. And so he often was served a sandwich with mustard. And his response was to simply scrape it off and deal with it rather than send it back, which there was no way he was going to do that. That's where we started. So this person sure enough, got a sandwich with mustard and said to the waiter, I actually asked for no mustard. Can you please do this again? Heart beating, really difficult. And yet that's the beginning point. And certainly no one's career is at stake when having that conversation. But what I find interesting is that the fear is the same. The body doesn't really know the difference. So I think it's a really interesting place to start. One more client story, and then we're gonna move towards wrapping up this this theme. I have been working for some time with a leader who I would say is one of the smartest people I've ever seen in action, and has an incredible ability to see and develop their vision for the entire company. At the same time, this leader is conflict avoiding, is not interested in having tough conversations. And the shadow of this, what I notice in the organization is that they are not fully trusted and not even fully respected, to be quite honest, because the way that this leader shows up is that they are constantly changing their course. Changing their stance to make sure that they're pleasing as many people as possible And so what that produces is an organization that doesn't really know where this person stands as the ultimate leader and Is this really the direction do I trust and bring my entire team and all of my efforts into this area? When it looks like it's possible that two weeks from now the entire thing's going to shift and so I think the story is interesting as I watch because the relationship with conflict truly has an impact, a huge impact, not only on my team, but oftentimes on the culture of the entire organization and ultimately the potential success. So, in summary, as a way to, to, to wrap up, what I see always, as I say on the podcast, is that leadership is a performance art. I learned that from one of my teachers, Bob Dunham. Leadership is a performance art. Now that I am no longer blind to seeing that I have been avoiding conflict in a way that may or may not be serving me, may or not be that healthy, what will I practice? I look at this and simply say, this is going to all be about practice, so what is it that I'm gonna go practice? And and, on the podcast, I've supplied a few ideas, and there are many more. And I would encourage you to go look at what is it that I can actually go practice tomorrow and and see if I can improve my relationship with conflict? Another thought is find someone that you trust in the organization and ask for feedback. So before I was talking about have the courage to give constructive feedback, please remember that asking someone close to you that sees you to give feedback is an incredible gift. So this would be someone that you would share and say, I'm really gonna make an effort to stay with conflict a little longer, to say no and push back. Tell me please what you see in the team, in others, in our peers, because I can only see what I can see. And finally, this concept of giving yourself permission to be a beginner. For some listening, this may be something you've been working on for 10 years, and that's great. And for some, it may be that the theme caught your ear and caught your eye and you haven't actually taken this on ever. And that's also a great place to start. We start where we are. And the, the the, the biggest invitation I have is wherever you are, give yourself permission to be a beginner. You don't have to be an expert at dealing with conflict because you're not. So just begin to notice what happens when I make small steps. What is, my experience and what's happening with those around me. And, you know, in closing, what I would share is my experience, my read of getting better at pushing back of staying a little bit longer with conflict. And I do not consider myself even to be minimally competent, to be quite honest. So I'm still working on this a lot. I do think I'm getting better at saying no. And what's really interesting is that I'm someone who lived in overwhelm most of my career. It's a mood I know really well. And I can happily share today that for the last at least 10 years, I don't live in overwhelm at all and have built a life and a work that is based on many times saying, no, I'm not going to do that because I simply am not willing to take on more than I can produce because I've lived there before and it's not a good place for me and it's not a good place for my clients. It doesn't produce good results. So I encourage you to find your practice. I certainly hope this was a relevant conversation. Ask people for help and just notice where you are in your relationship with conflict and see if you can find a way to keep getting better. Thanks for listening to today's episode uh, on conflict, on your relationship with conflict. I hope that you found that valuable and relevant. I constantly see this topic coming up with clients and for some time have wanted to share what I'm seeing and some of the ideas around practices because in my work I see an immediate improvement in relationships and in production in in actual output when leaders who have been avoiding conflict can begin to stay with it a little longer and begin to develop some of these muscles. So I encourage everyone listening to to go work on this and to continue listening. I'm Craig Miller and reminding you that leadership is a performance art and it's learned and improved through practice. I invite you to keep listening to upcoming episodes, find new ideas, and then go out and practice in your life and work. And as always, if you found this conversation relevant and useful, please share with others. Please also send us your feedback and comments. And thanks for listening.